Welcome to the Creative Push, an intimate and diverse artist interview series. Here, artists and makers of all kinds share tips, advice, knowledge, and inspiration that you can learn from. I'm your host, Sherry O'Neill, a photographer, artist, writer, and educator. This series is a part of the Learn and Create platform to help artists further their education in creativity, art, and business. Welcome to the Creative Push. Today, I have Rafe Carlson. He is a singer-songwriter. Welcome, Ray. Thanks so much for having me. Tell me about yourself and why you chose music as a creative path. Yeah, I grew up in a, in a really huge family, lots of cousins, and uh, I don't have any brothers or sisters, so we were pretty, my cousins and I were all really close, and they're all very musical. I, I was heavily inspired by my cousin Steven and my cousin Dave and my cousin Nick. My mom was in bands. She sang her whole life. And so we have a very musical family, so it's kind of just the, the path that everyone went down. But I don't think uh, anyone really, really tried to take it to the absolute, see how far they could take it. I sold RVs and motorhomes for three years in Duluth, and that was fun. I loved that job, but one day I was like, I just can't let music be something that I always look back and wonder what, what I could have done with it. And I was working so much, I didn't have time to, to balance both things. So I went out on the street one day. I'd never played a, a live show before. I put out a tip jar and, and played for about a half hour and I made like 50 bucks and I was like, well, if I can, if I can make a living doing this enough to cover my rent and food and, <laughs> and stuff, I can quit my job. So I gave my two week notice and played my first actual show two weeks later. And I was just pounding the pavement in that time, every single venue around town, like, hey, do you guys, do you have live music? Have you thought about it? And it was Something that I don't think a whole lot of musicians did because not many musicians are business minded. They're more like, you know, I should just be able to be creative and, and sit in my room and, and write music. And I think that's something having a sales background, I think, helped a lot with, you know, just the, the tenacity I had in the beginning, going to every single place and being super diligent and just not giving up. I played at a lot of places that had never even considered having live music before. And that was right post-COVID when everything was opening up again. And there are so many places that started having live music after I had played there for the first time. So I like to think I played somewhat of a role in bringing live music back into Duluth because there are so many venues that had never done it before. And then they, after me, they're like, well, people are coming in and we should start doing this. So then it, it really boomed after that in Duluth. And then, you know, I, I started coming down to Nashville Recorded a few songs down here, started making a name for myself up there, and it's just been a it's been a whirlwind since then. Lots of traveling. And do you enjoy the process of playing more than you do songwriting, or is it equally? I've been asked that before, and it's a tough question because I like every every element of of music so much. But the thing that continually fascinates me, and I think it's a it's a never ending journey, is uh, the guitar. My favorite part of being a musician is constantly learning and whatever instrument it is but constantly learning new I've actually gotten really interested in music theory which is something I never thought I would be interested in as a kid I just wanted to play heavy metal riffs and stuff and discovering more and more stuff on the guitar has been the the thing that pushes my songwriting and pushes me to be creative singing for me is something that I, I know it's what I was made to do I've been doing it my whole life but the guitar is something that's always 
fascinating to me. And I just every every time I pick it up, I feel like a beginner because it's you can't really master it. There's endless things you can learn. Songwriting is something I've had to do. I wasn't. I don't think I'm a born songwriter. It's like training a muscle. The more you do it, the more notebooks you fill up, the more the better you get at it. So, I've been working a lot on songwriting lately. Have you taken music lessons, or did you? Are you self-taught? I'm self-taught. I, I've taken a few vocal lessons, just so I don't destroy my voice playing four nights a week. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm completely self-taught. I mean, I've as far as the guitar goes and, and YouTube videos early on and, and playing with family and friends, like I said. But Did you go to college? I graduated high school with quite a few college credits, so I ended up getting a like a two-year liberal arts degree in like a few months because I had so many high school college credits. But no, I, I got right into sales and then I dropped it all to do music. But what I found was that I thought, okay, well, I'm going to leave sales behind, but it's been the most integral and most important part of my music career has been sales and marketing and content, social media and all these things that when you start out, you have to wear all the hats and do everything yourself. And I, I think without that background that I had in sales, I would be totally lost. You got to put yourself out there a little bit. The big thing for me that I was afraid of was constant self-promotion. Because people go on you know, Instagram and they want to see, oh, here, here's me hanging out with the boys and here's me out drinking at the, at the bar. They're like, oh, cool. He, look, at all, look at all their friends and look at all the, this fun thing. They're on a boat somewhere. It's like, well, if you take this seriously, your, all your socials and everything just becomes me, 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 me. And at first it feels like, man, I, I feel like I'm just making everything about me and I'm not that kind of person. I try to be humble, but that's the something you kind of have to wrestle with early on because if you don't, promote yourself it's your brand there's a fine line between being just obscure and doing no promotion and being like pushy and forceful and stream my new song listen to my new music you know what is the one thing that you wish you had known when you got started i guess not count your chickens before they hatch you know not count on things that are just kind of words and empty promises and stuff and i love nashville I love the people down here. I love meeting people in the industry and being a part of that tight-knit community. But there's a lot of over-promising that happens. And when I was first coming into it and I was naive every time someone said, oh, you're going to be a star. You know, you're going to get signed next week. This is going to happen. I believed everything. And it's like you get let down so many times, you get kind of jaded. So if I could go back and say one thing, it'd just be like, focus on yourself. Because what you realize after a while is like the only tangible things that have ever happened for me have happened because of what I did. Nothing has really come from me totally counting on someone else. Nothing's been handed to me. I would go back and I would say, just focus on yourself, work as hard as you can and take everything with a grain of salt. Hey guys, thanks for listening. I hope you're enjoying the creative push. These artist interviews are a labor of love, but it sure would help if you'd consider supporting this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain the work and time it takes for me to produce future episodes. You can click the support button or you can click the link below in the show notes. Any support is greatly appreciated and you can cancel at any time. Either way, I'm glad to have you here. Please subscribe and share. Now let's get back to the show. This is a song called Ride With Me.
Picked up the pieces of your broken dreams Quit chasing temporary feelings You swore you keep yourself away from me Cause I wasn't something that you needed Summer jumping in the water And I was thinking, damn, it sure was good before Before I messed around and lost her So I'll pretend it's fine and it's alright Get lonely. I'll stay the seat beside so you can ride me. had any failures or disappointments with your career up to this point? I wouldn't say there's any big giant failures I could point to. When you're chasing a music career, it's constant disappointment. Like what I said, I mean, every, everybody's telling you that this is going to happen and you're going to be here and you're going to, in, in a month, you're going to be playing this place and doing this and it's going to be huge. And you're setting yourself up for disappointment if you believe everything everybody says. The biggest disappointment, just com coming into it knowing nothing. You have these goalposts in your head. You have these checkpoints where you think, oh, once, I, once I've done this thing, I've made it. So like knowing absolutely nothing about the music industry, 
quitting my job and going right into it. I mean, I'm thinking, well, if I'm on the local radio station, I mean, I've made it. I've totally made it. Well, then you do that, and it's like, okay. Well, if I'm on the local news, I've made it. Well, if I play this place, I've made it. And your goalposts keep moving. You do all these things you never even thought you'd do, and you're like, well, I still haven't made it. You know, I've met so many people down here because I've been working hard lately on content, social media and stuff, because it's such a huge part of it. That's arguably the most important part these these days of, of a music career. And I've talked to so many people down here that are seeing what I'm doing and seeing the, the things I've done and the, and the, the people I'm around and they're like, oh, you know, let me follow you on Facebook or Instagram or this. And they're always surprised. They're like, how do you not have more of a, of a fan base and more of a following? That's been the weirdest thing for me. It's like, Sometimes I feel like where I'm at in the real world doesn't match where I'm at online. Who are your influences in music? It's super diverse. And I think um, as we've played and as we've spent more time writing and in the studio, my producer and I and my team, the toughest thing was um, figuring out what my sound was. If I'm country or rock or blues. And I think we've nailed down a sound yet. I don't know if it has a name, but we've figured out what I sound like. I mean, I've taken influence from Chris Cornell, Lane Staley, a lot of grunge. You know, Alice in Chains, Audio Slave, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam. But then on the other end of the spectrum, I mean, I'm hugely influenced by Chris Stapleton. You know, in the country world, Eric Church, people that uh, are bucking the trend a little bit in country. They're kind of they're kind of outliers. I mean, you look at people like Chris Stapleton, Eric Church, and a lot of the red dirt country people, and they're not really making. I mean, they're making songs that are hits, but they're doing it in a way that's still they're not really selling out. They're doing it and retaining their originality. There's a lot of country influence, but I say I'm inspired from everything to like Dan Fogelberg and a lot of the 70s singer-songwriter stuff. I mean, I've listened to heavy metal for years and years, so there's probably some influence there as well. Do you feel like you have a technique? Yeah, 100%. And what would you say that is? Well, I didn't early on. I was really lost because I was writing so many different things. When I started out, I was writing country songs and I was writing a lot of like singer-songwriter stuff and rock and everything. And I was like, it's tough to find a common theme. The more I wrote and the more I brought stuff into the studio and watched how the band interpreted it. And the more I just listened to my old recordings and tried to find the glue that held everything together. It's really, I guess, what you would call groovy is the, is the common theme. Everything I write is like... Or like... Kind of bluesy, kind of groovy, something that makes you kind of feel it. You know, there's some soul to it. I wouldn't call it country. It's more on the rock side. There's a country influence to it, but it's just that kind of nasty, kind of groovy, funky feel that's in all my music. So that is how I write. I'll come up with something that's like... I never write lyrics first. I'm inspired by the, the music and the chords and the, the structure of the song. and then. So your process starts with the song or the music. Always. And then you create a melody. Mm -hmm. And then you start 
plugging in the words. Yeah, and writing the music, figuring out a melody and the structure of the song has always come easy for me. Lyrics has been where I usually fall short. I'm always trying to find the balance, I guess, between writing something that people can understand and writing something that means something. A lot of my songs kind of have the devil and the angel on your shoulder, different things and all the processing thoughts that are going through your head. What is creativity to you? I would say when you're at a point where you feel almost lost or you're in uncharted territory because this is my opinion but i haven't found a way to experience genuine real creativity when your mind is loud and there's thoughts and voices and <laughs> not that i have voices in my head sometimes but when your mind is busy and there's all kinds of things going on i find that i'm most creative and arguably i'm only really creative when i'm able to kind of quiet my mind and forget about everything else and put myself, that's why I love coming to places like this, because I've never been here. It's beautiful, hills and everything, and I feel I'm kind of just an uncharted territory. And that's, I feel, where real creativity comes from. If I'm sitting in my apartment on a couch I've sat on a million times, and everything's stale and old and redundant, you're going to get the same old thought patterns. It's not going to inspire anything new. So, so location for me is a big deal. I go on a lot of songwriting retreats and go to places where I can kind of unplug. I have trouble creating something new in places where I've spent a lot of time. So whenever I'm in a new place, there's new stimuli and there's new visual and new sounds and new people and stuff. And you can take that. And as you're experiencing these new things, you can kind of word it or articulate it in a musical way. I don't know. That's just how it works for me, I think. What inspires or motivates you to create? Knowing that I have... A lot of music up here that I need to get out. It's it's like I said earlier, it's like training a muscle. You have so much in here, but sometimes the path is blocked. And the more you do it, the more you kind of clear that path and make it easier for everything that's in here to be accepted and digested properly, I guess, by the people. So to say it and, and to put it out in a way that makes sense. And then you learn about yourself and you learn about how you write and how you how you get inspired and so I guess the, the biggest thing that pushes my songwriting and my creativity is knowing that it's in here and knowing that I need to get it out. <laughs> what do you see in your future? My team and I are working on something that should hopefully pan out over the next couple months and should be really big. It's going to be kind of a point A to B thing, and it's going to take care of a lot of that, you know, the publicity and the social media and the building a, a name. It's not necessarily going to be the the end-all be-all of my music career, but I think it'll put me in a much stronger negotiating position with record labels. I don't know if Nashville's where I'm gonna land, you know, within the next year. I mean, I'm definitely gonna have to relocate with what we got going on. If you could offer advice to anybody starting out on this musical journey, what would you what would you say to them? Like I said before, I would say put aside your desire to fit in and aversion to self-promotion and really learn everything you can about marketing and sales and people and communication and psychology and all these different things that they seem like trivial things they seem like they don't have anything to do with music it's like oh i should be learning guitar i should be get a vocal coach it's like yeah that's all important but if you have time learn about people i love garth brooks amazing performer he gets people he gets performing he understands the crowd and so the advice i would give to anybody starting out is take a year and just totally become interested in people, how people interact with each other, why people do what they do, and you'll quickly understand how to make something that people will respond to. Well, I really appreciate you doing this interview with us. Of course. Thanks for having me.
Thank you so much for listening. As always, my intention is to offer inspiration that excites you to want to get out there and create something amazing. Be sure to check out some of the other episodes. There's more information below in the show notes, including links to other great stories, tips, and resources. Drop me a message or comment at any time, and I hope that you'll sign up to be a part of this creative tribe.